Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cliffy, with another edition of The Advocate. Uh, this being the end of the year, it's always a good time to start thinking about taxes, our favorite subject at the end of the year. And uh, with us tonight to talk about taxes is Mark Skaboritz, his CPA with the uh, CPA firm of Wasik and Skaboritz in Middleburg Heights, Ohio. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for sharing your holidays with us uh, here. <laughs> uh, taxes, um, that, that's something we're glad you guys are around. Mm. There, there's something that's not really the life of the party discussion uh, as we're right. out uh, for the end of the year. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a certified public accountant and uh, what is different about being a CPA versus the other people who are not CPAs who are preparing tax returns? Well, CPAs, we have um, accounting degrees generally, a bachelor's in accounting degree, and um, uh, we have to pass tests and we have to stay up to date on um, you know current topics, so we have to take training every year. Um, we do accounting also with helping small businesses issue financial statements. So we don't just do taxes, but we, we help small businesses with their accounting needs also. Um, and we even get involved in mergers and acquisitions and buying and selling um, small companies. But, um, but we are primarily a tax-driven firm um, working with small businesses and their owners. Well, why is a general question? Why are taxes so complicated, or are they not that complicated? Oh, they're very complicated. No, they're they're very complicated. There's just reams of uh, rules and interpretations. Um, A lot of the tax law phases in, you know, so they Mm -hmm. could pass a tax law that's not effective right away, and it phases in. Um, Lately, they've been passing tax laws that are only for a certain period of time, so then they disappear. And trying to keep in track of the rules each year is just very difficult. Especially for laymen who only think about taxes for the most part right. uh, at the end of the year. Right. And thinking that, okay, there are some things maybe we still can do before the end of the year, and maybe some things we can do for 2018 early on in 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I know we want to talk about later on mm-hmm. what should we be thinking about for 2019. But to well, go to 2018. Okay. Well, there was a new tax law passed mm-hmm. at the end of 2017, effective for January 1st of 18. So we're under a new tax law right now. It was one of the largest tax law changes since 1986. Um, and there's been a lot of changes for individuals and for businesses. Um, for individuals, the tax rates have changed. They've, they've decreased about 3% um, across the board for the most part um, for all levels of income. Um, and there's been other, there's been other changes uh, relating to individuals uh, that are effective in 2018. Well, what are some of the more notable changes that uh, we, we need to know about but right. maybe are not aware of? Right. So one of the big changes has to do with the standard deduction versus itemized deductions. Uh, The government gives you a standard deduction. It's a dollar amount based on your filing status. And if you have corresponding itemized deductions that that are greater than the standard deduction, you can take the higher of the itemized deductions or the standard deduction. Well, for a married couple filing a joint tax return, the standard deduction in 2017 was $12,600. The new tax law practically doubled that to $24,000. So now married couples are allowed a standard deduction of $24,000, where they used to only get $12,000. So we're finding a lot of people are not going to have enough itemized deductions to be able to itemize, they refer to it as, but they're going to be taking a $24,000 standard deduction instead. That's interesting because when people will add up what they think their deductions were last time, Mm -hmm. uh, some of the laws have changed there also, have they? Right, they have. What what kind of laws or what kind of changes to standard deductions? 
deductible items have occurred. Right. For so when you're looking at itemized deductions, um, we talked about you can take the greater of itemized or standard, but they've right. changed what are itemized deductions. <laughs> um, state. <I'll> In 2017, you could add up all of your state, local income taxes, and real estate taxes that you paid during the year, and you could take those as an itemized deduction. In 2018, those are still deductible, but there's a maximum amount for a joint couple of $10,000. So if you have more than $10,000, you're going to be limited to only $10,000. Of all taxes. State income and real estate. Right, state and local income taxes and real estate taxes that you would normally claim as itemized deductions. Um, mortgage interest is still deductible. Uh, they, there's some slight changes on uh, very high mortgage balances, but for the most part, people can deduct mortgage interest that they pay on their home. Is there an upper limit on that? Um, it, it used to be a million, a limited to a million dollars for a mortgage, and now it's limited to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage balance. Shouldn't um, be a problem for most of us in Cleveland, right? For most <laughs> right. people, it, it wouldn't be uh, applicable. It wouldn't be a, um, an impact to their tax return. Charitable donations are still deductible. Um, they're actually you can actually deduct more. Uh, there, there used to be a limit of. of your income, and now it's 60% of your income, um, but they're still deductible. Um, But the other big area that is not deductible any longer are what we call 2% miscellaneous itemized deductions. Those are things like tax preparation fees, but maybe the big one for some people is um, employee unreimbursed expenses that normally they'd be able to deduct they won't be able to deduct any longer in 2018. What would be some examples of that? Oh, those would be um, some, sometimes um, people are hired uh, by a company and they're asked to use their own vehicle. Mm-hmm. So they might drive their own vehicle and the company doesn't reimburse them for that. They would be able to take their car, either actual expenses or a mileage, an IRS mileage rate, they would be able to deduct that as a miscellaneous itemized deductions. The government eliminated that in 2018. Well, it was kind of them uh, to do that also. (laughs) Uh, Going back to charitable deductions, uh, Mm -hmm. and we may run out of time this segment, have to come back to the question if you still need to explain more is the individual who gives uh, or is using the standard deduction mm-hmm. for a married couple, right? but they still have uh, charitable deductions to make, and they're retired, and they're drawing money out of their retirement funds, or uh, right. IRAs, or what other program they might have. Right. There's a trick to that on how you can make that charitable deduction, still take the standard deduction, but utilize your retirement pay somehow. How, how right. does that work out? Well, so for individuals that are over 70 and a half years old, they're required to take money out of their mm-hmm. IRA accounts. Called It's called a, retire, a required minimum distribution. So folks that are required to take money out of their IRA because they've exceeded 70 and a half years old, they're able to make charitable donations with their IRA account and it counts towards their required minimum distribution. So it lo- so effectively they lower the amount of income that they have to report um, on their tax return. So that way they still can take advantage of the higher standard deduction, the 24000 right. right. And also still make their, their deductions. Now in doing that, uh, can they just write their own check for that, or does the check have to come from the holder of the funds or any special rules? Yeah, they can't take control of the money in their in their personal name. They, it needs to stay in the IRA account, mm-hmm. and they need to remit money right to charity from the IRA account. And when they do that, it counts towards their required minimum distribution, so it could lower the remaining amount that they need to take out, and they only pay tax on the amount that they actually end up 
drawing for themselves. Well, I think that qualifies as an official tax loophole. Right. Uh, are there any other tax loopholes out there other, that we should be really wise about listening to? Well, um, tax loopholes, I mean, one of the bigger changes has to do with small businesses. Mm-hmm. So many individuals, even if they're retired, they may have a consulting income. They may do, uh, you know, they may have some outside income that they that they earn. Uh, uh, there's a new tax deduction called a qualified business income deduction. And basically, uh, they'd be out there, they'll be allowed to deduct 20% of their earned income from a small business on well, their 2018 tax return. Let's take a quick break here. We're talking to CPA Mark Skaboritz about the, the very simple federal tax rules. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips & Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Tonight we're talking about the federal tax system and what we need to know about being taxpayers and uh, that exercise we need to do every year, and that is figure out what do we owe for taxes. And with us tonight is uh, CPA Mark Skaboritz. Mark, thank you again so much for joining us, trying to make sense out of this. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Just a general comment about the tax system and 
the adversarial role, the is it correct that uh, we are obligated to pay our taxes, number one? Yes. Right? You'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Number two, we have to wade through all of these regulations and our personal lives and mesh into the federal regulations, what we do in our life. Right. And then we go to a person like you, a CPA mm-hmm. or some tax preparer, mm-hmm. who basically does somewhat of an approximation of what the taxes should be, and then you pay them. Is that so far so good? Well, I would like to say we're a little more accurate than an approximation, but... Um, I say that only okay. in one way, and that is that if we don't take all of the deductions we're entitled to, mm-hmm. the government is gladly going to take our money, and they're not going to come back and tell us, you, you didn't have to pay all that. Right. Or, or do they do that? Well, so, so you brought up a really good question because when we prepare taxes for somebody, we uh, try to educate them on mm-hmm. some of the things that have changed and what some of the deductions are, mm-hmm. but it would be impossible to tell them everything that's in the tax law. Right. So they may, we may not know to, at, to, to tell them, they may not know to ask mm-hmm. about certain things that are going on in their individual lives that may have a tax impact. So they don't tell us, we don't ask the question, and so you're right, there could be things in the tax return that aren't perfect because of just not having the lack of knowledge between the tax preparer and the taxpayer. Well, and not just uh, uh, benefiting the, the taxes or the, the government, but uh, benefiting the taxpayer themselves. They're, right. They're not taking advantage of, of all, all of the things that are out there. Before the break, we were talking about small businesses and a 20% deduction. Right. Uh, what would qualify for a business? Uh, you have to have a corporation, or could you just do sort of a mom-and-pop thing out of your house? For, for example, we know yeah. one who is providing uh, tutoring for elementary mm-hmm. school children to learn how to read. Mm-hmm. Very low-key. Right. But this would qualify as a business if they're taking money for it. Right. Yes, so, so what qualifies as a business, it can be uh, a partner in a partnership. Mm-hmm. An S corporation shareholder. So th- this this these are this is a twenty percent deduction on what we refer to as pass through business income, which means it's business income that ends up on their personal tax return. So a partner in a partnership pays tax on their proportionate share of the partnership income. An S corporation shareholder pays tax on their proportionate share of income. A sole proprietor which is somebody like you had mentioned that is doing teaching or just consulting, some kind of business where they're uh, a sole proprietorship, so they haven't formally set up a corporation, that qualifies as, as business income. And many people these days are forming limited liability companies um, that are generally treated, if they're the sole owner, those entities are treated as a sole proprietorship those would qualify uh, for the small business deduction. Much difference in doing a small business uh, as an LLC or as what we call a Schedule C uh, business? Uh, a, a single owner limited liability company, mm-hmm. unless there's some election made in, to treat it as a different kind of entity, it's automatically then treated as a sole proprietorship and is reported on exactly the same form as a sole proprietorship would be um, reported by an individual. Now, now, to be clear, if you're working, you're doing something and you have a customer in your small mm-hmm. business that uh, treats you as an employee and uh, they take out taxes and they give you a W-2 at the end of the year, Right. W- would that be able to qualify? That does not qualify. So an, an employee mm-hmm. that gets a W-2 from a company is not considered business income. So even if it's a retired person doing a small part-time function, that doesn't count Correct. for that 20%. Correct. The, um, are there some deductions that uh, are available for someone running a small business that uh, they should consider setting up a small business because they're deductions they couldn't take ordinarily? Well, or is that hard to say? It, it's pretty hard to say. Um, most items that are deductible, that are considered mm-hmm. business deductions, are deductible whether you're a Schedule C 
a limited liability company owner, a partnership, or an S corporation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's different variations and some distinctions between the, them sometimes, particularly for an S corporation. Um, but primarily, if it's a leg- if it's a business expense required um, for that particular business, it, it can be a deductible item. Well, let's a uh, slightly different question. Assuming that we're we're past the first of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and your tax return for 2018 is not due until April, is there anything people can do for their taxes uh, that can benefit them in 2019 to apply to 2018? Yeah, there are there are a few things that you can um, that you can contribute to in 2019 that would be reportable on a 2018 mm-hmm. tax return. Generally speaking, individuals are cash basis taxpayers, so many of the deductions available to them need to be actually remitted by the end of the year. But there are some things, for instance, if you're eligible to make an IRA deduction, you have until April 15th of the year after to be able to make an IRA deduction for 2018. Um, If you are an employee that is participating in a high-deductible medical plan at your work, you may be eligible for a health savings account, referred to as an HSA. Um, There's limits on how much you can contribute uh, to an HSA, but those are items that you could also de- you could also make the contribution before April 15th and count it towards the previous year. Uh, those are the two typical items that I see um, for people, you know, before mm-hmm. April, before the April 15th deadline. What about uh, 2019? If, if people haven't been keeping track of the kinds of things they should have been keeping track of, mm-hmm. Starting in January, in the first quarter of 2019, any very general tips on what they should do to get off to a good start for 2019? Well, I I believe a lot of people don't keep good records. So if they have a small business, Mm -hmm. even a sole proprietorship, um, many of them can tell you what kind of income they earned on it, but they don't really keep very good track of their expenses. They might put them on a personal credit card. They might not have a really good system for keeping track of those. And in many cases, I believe they're missing business deductions just because they're sloppy with their records. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. would say get a computer program like Quicken, start an Excel spreadsheet. Um, Again, you know, gearing this towards small business folks, get a separate checking account that you use just for the small business and keep track of all your business expenses through that would help, you know, accumulate the proper information for a tax return. Is there a list of deductions that small business people be aware of? Or if so, where would they get A really good place to go would Mm -hmm. be the IRS form um, Schedule C for a 1040. So the 1040 is the personal tax form. A Schedule C is part of that tax Mm -hmm. form. It's a one-page form. You could look at it and see all, you know, it lists the income, and then it has a probably 30 or 40 lines of different kinds of expenses that are eligible to be taken. I would say start with that and the instructions for schedule C. Work from there. Right. Well, it's always exasperating thinking about taxes. Uh, everyone should want to pay their taxes. It's a great country, after all, and they need our tax dollars. But there's no obligation to pay more than we have to. Right. So we, we need to talk to you. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, do you have a website or something in case anyone would care to? Uh... Yes, we are was-cpasadvisors.com. Very good. Yeah. Well, as we sail off into the sunset of another year and into a new day with another tax year coming up in 2019, Mark, thank you so very much for, Thanks, for joining us. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these messages. Um, and uh, do come back. We'll be right back after these words. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. 
Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips & Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. In in the next two segments, we're going to be talking to an author who actually has taken some interest in Cleveland, Ohio, and has written a book called 100 Things to Do in Cleveland. Here's the scary thing die. Sort of a bucket list kind of a thing. Deb Thompson is the author. Deb, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, my my uh, pleasure. Uh, where are you calling from tonight? I'm calling from northern Michigan, of all places. <laughs> Should I mention the Ohio State game uh, at all? Maybe not. Well, you know, that's fine. I don't, funny thing is, I don't really follow sports, so it's all good. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, I won't tell you what it, it happened. Keeps me safe. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't tell you what happened. Anyway, yeah. um, tell me about um, your interest in Ohio. Have you written books for other cities? Um, I have written one other book, but it was also for Cleveland. So there's a co-author on both the books. Um, we have Secret Cleveland, which is a guide to the weird, wonderful, and obscure. And we wrote that one first about two years ago, I guess. And then we were approached to write the second edition of 100 Things to Do in Cleveland Before You Die. And so we sat down and wrote that. But Bali loved Cleveland. It's such a wonderful city. And... I feel like Cleveland offers everything that New York City has without having to go to New York City and pay those prices. So it's kind of a win-win. <laughs> well, certainly. Well, uh, those of us who live here think so, too, and we appreciate the uh, the effort. Uh, why and what got you involved in Cleveland, especially from Michigan? Yeah, so as um, my background is as a travel writer, so I spend a lot of time traveling around the U.S. and some international I'm looking for places that I really love and share with my audience. And quite a few years ago, gosh, a long time ago, I stumbled across Cleveland. 
and really, really enjoyed visiting there. And so from there, that just evolved with numerous visits. And then when this publisher reached out and said, would you like to do a 100 Things book? I said, has Cleveland been did yet? Like, did anybody take Cleveland? And they said, no, but Cleveland's available. And I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it because there's so much to do there and there's so much fun and I feel like it's so overlooked. So this was a great opportunity to show people that there's a lot to do right in their backyard, really. Cleveland's drivable from so many locations around mm-hmm. the Midwest. So that that was kind of the catalyst for that. Um, I was very excited to spend more time there and have a, not that I needed a reason, but this was a fun reason to spend more time there. My sure fun. Well, well, tell me, how did you go about... Uh Choosing the 100 things. Did you come to Cleveland? Were you? Did you yeah, live uh, for a while, or what? Yeah. How did you do that? Um, so that huh, it's hard, right? Because there's so many things to do. And since this was a second edition, we didn't want to duplicate duplicate everything that was in the first edition. Mm-hmm. So while we took some of the options that were in the first, we really researched and dug in and spent time in the city and spent time talking to people and really figuring out what we thought. And, of course, it always comes back to what the author thinks is the top 100 things to do in that city. So after talking to people, after spending uh, quite a bit of time in the city um, through a number of trips down there, um, we ended up narrowing it down to 100 things. And it's broken down by, like, the outdoors and sports and culture, music, things like that. So that helps narrow it down into groups for us so we really knew where to um, focus our attention. Yeah, I, I saw that happening. You know, one of the things that many people who uh, live in Cleveland or come to Cleveland, they, they notice that uh, in Cleveland and the suburbs, there's a, a distinct difference between the east side and west side. Have you noticed that? Um, you know, not that I would break it down into a big difference for me personally, um, I think locals would probably pick up on that more. Yeah, um, they do. I just enjoy it so much that, not that I lump it all together by any means, but uh-huh. um, I just love the wide variety of culture and theater and music in that city. It's it's, it's incredible. Wait, wait. I think people that don't visit are really missing uh-huh. the mark. Um, a lot of people have gone. A lot of Michiganders have gone since I've written this book, and they are just astounded by how much there is to do in that city. And I'm just really thrilled to have the opportunity to introduce Cleveland to them. Well, your first so for se- them, I don't think they see an east and a west, but oh, it's a local thing. Just yeah, just yeah. go to have you know a fun and explore as much as they can in the time they have allotted. Yeah, some West Side Clevelanders would say it's easier to go to Detroit than to go to the East Side of Cleveland. But well, and, by, and vice that. versa. <laughs> so, but <laughs> I, I think that's just, that. for some reason, an old tradition here in, in the Cleveland area. Uh, but your first section deals with... And mm-hmm. uh, did you sample all of these places that you're mentioning? <laughs> or I wish you, I could say I had. Word, word of mouth. But I did not. Uh, Tanya and I sampled our fair share of them, but we did take into consideration recommendations from people that live there and from people that visit quite frequently to come up with this list of food options. Um, I love finding fun and delicious food destinations. So Cleveland has a lot to offer, and I wish I could have put more places in. But I think we've done a good job of getting a good variety of foods, unique foods, that you're going to have to go to Cleveland to get it. Yeah, what was the most interesting story about food in Cleveland uh, that that you found maybe unique to Cleveland or you you would actually drive from Michigan to come to Cleveland for? Anything Um, come to mind? Yeah, the most unique foods are the most interesting stories there. I think, for me, I love the West Side Market. I think that is probably the best. If, If people can only go one place, in Cleveland to eat, I tell them to go to the West Side Market because they can sample everything. It feels like, anyways. You can get a wide variety of foods there, and it's a great historical destination and a fabulous, I love that Ohio City area, so it's great to just visit around there as well, but I also love the story of, like, um, Wyman's Deli and the Polish Dog, and I don't know, you guys have a lot going on there. Um, The Happy Dog, you know things that just what what's the happy over here in Michigan? Yeah, what's the happy dog? 
The happy dog is the, um, oh gosh, now you're going to pull my brain. Let's oh, I'm sorry. It up in my book. My okay, guess. no, that's okay. <laughs> because it's at, um, <laughs> it's in the Gordon Square Arts District. I wanted to make sure I had that. Oh, very up, up to date. But that is where you can get the hot dog with like all the different toppings on it. So chunky peanut butter and fruit loops, you betcha. Um, you want some southern fried cabbage and bacon on there? You can do that as well. So all kinds of interesting, unique, and bizarre topping combinations on top of your hot dog. In addition to that, they have live music quite often. So it's a little double whammy. Food and music. Well, you just um, you just mentioned something that uh, I think is happening in Cleveland over these last couple of decades that uh, makes Cleveland it's turning into one of the other really fine cities uh, within the United States, and that is developing these really unique neighborhoods. You mentioned Gordon Square, mm-hmm. uh, which is on the west side in Detroit, 65th in that area. You mentioned Ohio City, which is another neighborhood. These these places, yeah. are, they're all part of the metropolitan Cleveland, but they are very, very distinctive, and, and they're really drawing people to come in and live in those areas now. Yeah, the neighborhoods are uh, great. They're great. Downtown Cleveland is wonderful, but getting into those little eclectic neighborhoods is kind of a really fun thing to do when you're in a city. It's It kind of makes Cleveland what it is, I feel like. You've got to at least experience a couple of those while you're there. Uh, I notice you have um, one of my favorites, which I'm trying to stay away from now because they're so fattening, are donuts. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I see you listed a couple of donuts, but uh, one is Brew Nuts and the other is Peace, Love, and Little Donuts, uh, which I've heard of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they, they have so many yeah. more donut shops around here, it's um, it's easy to put in weight in Cleveland. You have to oh my careful. goodness, yes. I think I left the donuts to Tanya. <laughs> oh, very good. Because I can't say no. <laughs> so. Well, I, I know that's... Uh, it's to the point when you bite into a donut now, you, you can almost feel the sugar in the donuts right. sort of electrify <laughs> your mouth as you're eating a donut. And um, oh, that, that immediately now so is, is starting to make me feel guilty. <laughs> so when I feel that, <laughs> it's almost like an illegal drug. <laughs> you have to be careful. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll oh, see what God. happens. We're, we're uh, talking to Deb Thompson. Uh, she's a freelance travel writer uh, whose work takes her across the country to find all kinds of unique attractions and uh, destinations. And uh, she, along with uh, Tanya Pratter, have written a book called 100 Things to Do in Cleveland Before You Die. We don't want to dwell on the dying part, but uh, we, we've, been, <laughs> we've been talking to Deborah. We're going to come back after these few words and talk about other things to do in Cleveland. And uh, we're going to find out. Uh, how she categorizes something that is so important you have to do it before you die. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate on WHK. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at Select. 
www.insservice.com. 440-237-8555 or select insservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. Uh, we're talking to Deb Thompson, an author and travel writer who has written a book about Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, it's a, a short guide to uh, 100 things to do in Cleveland before you die. Uh, again, that death part is in big letters on the cover of the book. So, uh, Deb, thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you. Dying, oh my goodness. Yeah, great. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like a, that part of the title. <laughs> it's, well, that's one that strikes me because I'm closer to it probably than you are. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the idea is that you, you get yourself a, a pen and just uh, go through the things you, you've gone to already and, and you've done and then check right. out the rest. So it's a, a great little guide. You know, the book is sort yeah. of a, a smaller scale book so you can throw it in the glove compartment of your car. So if you're, you're driving Absolutely. around uh, someday on a Saturday or Sunday and you don't know what to do, pull out the book and uh, pull into a, the park somewhere, park your car and go through the book and pick out something that sounds interesting that you may not have thought of before. Yes, but, yes um, absolutely. But anyway, while we talked enough about food, I think I gained a pound just talking to you during the last <laughs> right. segment. Uh, just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to, so we'll stay away from the food for now. Uh, enough of that. But uh, some of the other things uh, in in the book, some of the other things to do, uh, music and entertainment. What what are some of the more music unique and entertainment, things? Yeah, we really focus on some festivals that are in the area. Uh, you guys offer so many so many festivals in Cleveland. It's just incredible how much is there. And then of course we had to mention Wade uh, Wade Oval with the music there at University Circle. Um, that area there. Um, I think when we talk about music, I always, my mind just automatically goes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, how can oh, I not? So I always, it seems so cliche sometimes, but I always tell people to, to go there. It's just a great destination for those of us that love music and love rock and roll. So that's always my starting point. And then if people have more time, you know, I, I just suggest, you know, make sure you check because there's always live music happening in the city. So just look at online and see where some live music is happening. You can refer to the guide and see where some of those places are, but you really can't you really can't go wrong with music. And if you want to sing out loud and be proud, then you can head over to Tina's Nightclub and do some karaoke over there. Oh, wait, so. where is this now? This sounds interesting. So Tina's Nightclub. Now, see, I'm really bad with remembering exactly where things are. That's why I'm the guide, so I would remember. <laughs> so they are over on Herman Avenue. Um, let me uh, think of the I have I have the, the book open. Yeah, I'm not sure the neighborhood name, but it's quite the location for some karaoke. So, personally, nobody wants to hear me sing, 
And that's okay, but it's fun to go and listen. So. Yeah, I found uh, over the past decades doing karaoke very rarely that uh, the more wine or drink you have, the better you think. <laughs> the better you think you sound. That's the key. Age with all the phones that can record stuff, <laughs> I try to be very careful. <laughs> so, well, that that yeah. is true, but I, I think it would be fun to go with a group of friends and try up there and sing some songs. Oh, absolutely! I am. I'm a good one for encouraging people to do the things I would not do. So. Absolutely. Go. Get up there and sing. Yeah, and I don't think uh, singing sounds any good at all prior to 1030 at night. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when everyone sounds better. Uh, what What are some of the other interesting things uh, to do in, in the form of entertainment and, and music here in Cleveland? Yeah. Of course, the Rock so, Hall of Fame. Of course, you know, beyond the entertainment, we had to include um, some sports and recreation things because if you're going to go to Cleveland, you're going to eat great food. Right. And so you should probably try to work some of it off in a fun way. I know we discussed earlier my, like, kind of don't really like exercise, but if you tell me a good hiking trail or a good biking area or whatever, kayaking, I'm game. So there's lots of outdoor recreation in the area, which is great. So there's all kinds of hiking trails. You can kayak. You can go to the beach. I mean, what? How many major cities offer a beach like that? Come on, this is fantastic. I, I think everybody should just go to Cleveland, but I don't want too many people to go because I don't want it to be overrun <laughs> <laughs> by tourists. I, I still want to yeah. enjoy it, but. Well, well, fortunately, Cleveland's very good because we don't have these tremendous traffic jams like you get in Los Angeles or uh, around yeah. New York City or uh, or Chicago. So you get to do these yeah. things. I notice on sports and recreation, the very first thing you list is explore the emerald necklace. What, what did you find out about our wonderful Metro Parks? So Tanya actually took care of that um, entry for me, and she has spent a lot of time exploring that Metro Park area. And I haven't done as much as I would like to do that, but um, I know like the Ohio and Erie Canal, I would love to spend more time exploring um, the Rocky River Reservation area. Um, it's just, there's, well, she wrote here, there's 23,000 acres. That is a lot of land to explore. <laughs> So yeah. really, there's no excuse not to get out. <laughs> no, there, <laughs> there's, there's not. There. Well, there's there's anything you mentioned uh, going down to the uh, canal, and uh, we have the uh, National the Cuyahoga Valley National Park down here, mm-hmm. which goes along yeah. the canal and the Cuyahoga River, and it's all beautiful woodlands. And uh, the the neatest thing for an afternoon, especially you know we're getting into winter here in Cleveland, but uh, in the spring and summer. You can take your bike down on the towpath out of, say, Brexville or uh, Independence, Ohio, right all the way down to uh, Peninsula, Ohio. And then they have a railroad, the Cuyahoga Valley Railroad. I think for $3, you can throw your bike on the train. It takes you all the way back up, and you get a nice train ride out of it. Right. It's, so, a, it's a fantastic way to spend an afternoon. I mean, really. I just I love being outdoors, so for me, that's completely right up my... You know, it's great smack dab in my wheelhouse, so yeah, I'm always encouraging yeah. people, when you visit an area, go visit the museums and such, but make sure you get outside and explore the great outdoors. Well, sp- well sports and recreation, I mean, uh, did you pick up on the fact that Cleveland has the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, yes. What a, oh, what a yes. town for so, sports. <laughs> I made sure to include all the sports, uh, sports teams, because... I know that Clevelanders love their sports teams, and I want visitors to kind of pick up on that vibe and enjoy that excitement that Clevelanders have for their sports teams. So if people have time, I definitely recommend uh, going to a, a pro game, whatever. Baseball, you should, football, right right here in whatever. Cleveland, Ohio. We just, an yeah. aside, a couple of years ago we were in Europe and uh, seeing a number of people wearing LeBron James um, Cleveland Cavalier jerseys. Which, which mm-hmm. was interesting. And everybody that we talked to who had those on, they knew all about Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Maybe more so than other cities in the country, other than the big ones, like I mentioned, New York, stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, cult- yeah, that was definitely had to be included. Definitely had to be included. C- culture and history. I noticed you put in here uh, Lakeview Cemetery. Yes. Was that one of yours? That, 
that uh, that was one of Tanya's, but it's one of my favorite destinations. It's <laughs> it's funny that you pull that one because that's one I recommend for people as well. Like lots of times people will say, I only have a day. What should I? What can I absolutely not miss? And I'm like, go directly to Lakeview Cemetery. It's amazing. And I know sometimes people think that's weird, but there's so much history um, at the cemetery. The monument alone, it's like a little outdoor museum, and that's what I called it. That's what we called it in the book, a little outdoor museum. Um, plus, for people that are fans of the Hollywood movies, I know some movies have been um, filmed out there. Mm-hmm. So At the, at at the cemetery? Apple, at the cemetery, oh, yeah. Wow. At the land... Um, I think it was one of the Marvel movies. So Tanya took me out there and was telling me about some of the movies that has been filmed out there. She is very knowledgeable about the cemetery and has spent a lot of time researching it. So um, so she was sharing those stories with me. But I've been out there a number of times. I, you know, I had to leave my coin at the Rockefeller um, tombstone area. And, um, you know, the Wade Memorial Chapel, while I've seen the outside and that's lovely, I've yet to get inside and see all the Tiffany glass and Tiffany work in there. Um, but there's all those little hidden gems that you wouldn't think to, that you would see at a cemetery. Oh and then, of course, yeah. if you're there when the Garfield Memorial is open, that's the one. President you know, James A. Garfield. Yeah. Well, where can they get the um, book? Beautiful. Are any, is this yeah, in the, the bookstores? Book, Super easy. Um, all your local bookstores in Cleveland are going to carry it. Um, and if you shop online, if you're not in the area, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of those digital online stores, they're all going to carry it. Well, excellent. Well, the name of the book is called 100 Things to Do in Cleveland Before You Die. It's a must. It's a must-have. Stick it in your glove compartment. Yes. You'll, you'll never be without a thing to do on a beautiful Saturday or Sunday here in Cleveland. So, uh, Deb Thompson, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. This has been great. I hope you guys um, find more wonderful things to do in Cleveland. I hope I've introduced you to something new. There are, that'll so. start us thinking in the right way. So, Deb Thompson, yeah. thank you so very much. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So, between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset. Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do 